Welcome to the Wrestling With Your Calling podcast with Dr. Conrad Davies. This podcast is intended to help unleash potential at your burning bush. As your fellow traveler and coach, my part is to help activate, cultivate, and empower you on the journey. Well, good evening. I am wanting to speak a little bit about this concept of calling. And as I thought back, I found myself saying, hmm, maybe I should have spoken about this a little bit sooner in this podcast. I do it in trainings and workshops or times when I'm coaching, but to do it in the podcast, I was like, okay, let me spend a few moments doing this. But what I want to spend a moment talking to you about is the concept of calling. What I mean by that is this. I think connotatively, most people see a calling as a place of destination. I'm called to be a doctor. I'm called to be a teacher. I'm called to be a lawyer. I'm called to be a pastor. I'm called to be a this. I'm called to be a that. And it's almost like there's a destination mindset. And the mindset puts us in a place to where if I find out this, quote, destination I'm supposed to go, I can have clarity as to what I need to point my efforts and my affairs towards in my life. So if I'm called to be a pastor, I need to go to school. I need to go get an MDiv. I need to go to seminary. I need to be reading my Bible a certain way. And then eventually I go and I pursue all the routes that my culture tells me to pursue so I can become a pastor. I want to challenge that for a moment. I want to challenge that in saying, I believe that calling is an invitation. Imagine this. If I called you on the phone, you have to make a choice to answer. And then from there, you may have a posture that says, hey, why did you call? Or you may have a question that says, hey, what's so what's up? You called me. So what's up? In other words, you may come with a framework that tends to be much more open and humble and responsive to the call that I made to you over the phone or if I called your name, you're like, hey, what's up, such and such? And your responsiveness, if I said, what's up, such and such, and your responsiveness was not much, you're being responsive to me and you're looking for me to potentially lead the conversation or lead the agenda as to why I called your name. Now, imagine that in the sight of God. If, like Paul says, in, I can just give a few examples, just in the book of Corinthians, there's about, I think it was about 13 times the word called is used. Listen to how Paul says this in the very beginning of Corinthians. He says, Paul called by the will of God to be an apostle of Jesus Christ and our brother Sosthenes. But listen to this for a moment. Called by the will of God to be an apostle. I could view that and say, well, he understood his destination and then he can think about all the things that he can do to be apostle. Well, God has called me to be an apostle. So what does an apostle mean? So, all right. Apostle means one who's sent. Okay. Well, let me figure out where God wants to send me. Okay. And then we go through this journey of trying to figure out something as opposed to an invitation mindset would say, Lord, you called me. Humbly, I come before you and say, okay, why'd you call me? What is it about my life or what is it that you would have for me? It would be a more humble posture where it's not like I'm having to go figure things out. It's more so I stay near to the one who called me. 
because I recognize that his calling has greater purpose and intention and reason for my life. It, it gives me meaning because the one who created all things, who is the storyteller, is the one who now called me to participate in his story. And so I'm more responsive. I'm more humble when I see it as an invitation of God as opposed to a destination I'm supposed to find. I could be more prideful. Consider another scripture. Just This is just 1 Corinthians. There's many scriptures throughout the New Testament and other places all throughout the Bible that talk about call. But 1 Corinthians first verse chapter 1, verse 9. God is faithful by whom you were called into fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Again, there's a calling to say, hey, come into fellowship with Jesus Christ, my Lord, Jesus Christ. Come into fellowship with my son, God is saying. Because he's faithful, he, he's done a work, he's the storyteller, faithful to tell the story, and you were called into fellowship. Well, if you were to consider that, that's an invitation. You're called to come hang out and fellowship with Jesus Christ. Consider another, same chapter 1 of First Corinthians, verse 24. But to those who are called, both the Jews and the Greeks, Christ is both the power of God and the wisdom of God. And so in this context, we can look at culturally, Jews and Greeks, they were called by God. And in that calling, God is inviting them to say, all right, though the Jews were looking for miraculous signs and the Greeks were looking for wisdom, Jesus Christ became both a stumbling block to the what the Jews were looking for and a stumbling block for what the Greeks are looking for. But Jesus is the fulfillment of what they were both looking for. He is both the power the miraculous signs folks looking for power. And he was both the wisdom, the wisdom folks looking for wisdom. He's both the power and the wisdom of God. My point, though, is that it says God called those who are both Jews and Greeks. He invited them to come and say, you know what? Though Jesus is a stumbling block to your cultural frameworks, he's also the fulfillment of what you're looking for, what you're desiring. And I'm calling you and inviting you into that relationship. So there's many ways that if we see this slight shift of calling as being an invitation, it brings humility, submissiveness, and a yearning to say, hey, why'd you call me? What is that? You, what is it that you have for me? What direction do you want to go? What, what are you trying to say about my life? You know me. You called me. You're the one who knows my name and called me by name. But if I take a destination mindset, all to my point from the very beginning, it can become very prideful. And we can find ourselves anxious and say, well, I know I'm called to be a pastor, so I need to go do this, 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 and this to become a pastor. Or I'm called to be a teacher, so I got to go do this, this, and this to be a teacher. And then that may not be God's story for you to do this, 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 and this, or that, 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 and that to become this thing. God may have a very different story. And it may not be on the timeline or the way that you think that it's supposed to happen. And so I want to leave you with a short nugget and a brief thought about how to view calling slightly different. Oh, one other thought. There's a scripture that talks about many are called, but few are chosen. Many are called, but few are chosen. Let me find the reference here because it just hit me as I was um, thinking about it. And what's interesting about that scripture, if we see it, um, that's Matthew twenty-two fourteen. Matthew twenty-two fourteen. If you look at that scripture in the context of destination, you may say, well, if many people are called to, a, say, it's your specific destination, a few are chosen, 
What's the whole chosen part have to do with it? But it's interesting. If we look at his destination, it's like, okay, I'm called to be maybe a prophet, but then few are chosen. Why would God have this distinction of choosing? If, um, you know, there's a destination he has for me, and if I'm pursuing everything I know how to do to get to this destination, did I do something wrong to not be chosen? But I, when I see it slightly different, of course, uh, is that when it's an invitation, it's many are called or invited, but few are chosen. Now consider some of the context of this. Let me just verify this. Some of the context of this, if I recall correctly, is that there is a man, oh, this, the, the, well, there's a king who is inviting people to come to a wedding feast. In Jesus's context, this is the parable of a wedding feast in Matthew 22. The context of what Jesus says is that he spoke to them in a parable that the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who was giving a wedding feast for his son. The king sent his servants to call those who were invited to the wedding feast, but they would not come. Again, he sends other servants and says, hey, tell those who are invited, hey, I've prepared the dinner and the oxen and the fattened calf to be slaughtered and everything's to come. Come to the wedding feast. Again, invitation. But they paid no attention and went off, one to his farm, another to his business. While the rest seized the servants, they treated them shamefully and they killed them. The king was angry. He sent his troops, destroyed those and murdered those murderers, and he burned their city. Then he said to the servants, the wedding feast is ready, but those invited were not worthy. And I'll pause there for a second is that notice the theme of all this is invitation, 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 invitation. Further, it says, go to the main roads, invite to the wedding feast as many as you can find. And those servants went out to the roads. They gathered all they found, both good and bad. So the wedding hall was filled with guests. But when the king came in to look at the guests, he saw that there was a man with no wedding garment. And he said, hey, friend, how did you get in here without a wedding garment? And the man was speechless. Then the king said to the attendants, bind him hand and foot, cast him to the outer darkness. In that place, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then here's where that scripture, for many are called, or in other words, invited, but few are chosen. So here's a man invited, but not fit or worthy for what God has for him. So my point of me sharing this parable, go meditate on that. Again, I'm not communicating it perfectly. I'm no person in the kingdom is the perfect teacher of the scriptures. This is where we have to go wrestle with things. But what's interesting, this idea of many are called, but few are chosen. If we see it as an invitation mindset, the calling versus the destination mindset, the invitation mindset makes the scripture make more sense to where we're invited into something that God would have for us. And he's wanting us to be fit for the invitation. So if, if I say yes to an invitation and then I prepare myself for what God has invited me into, then the preparation is not out of, I go choose on my own according to the cultural frameworks of how to do this. It's more so, Lord, what would you expect? What would you require? How should I dress for this? What does this look like? What is your intention? Or you may not think that way. It could be that God takes you on a journey of circumstances and training, and you find yourself yielding to that which God may have for your life. The, even though you may not like it, you may think, oh, this doesn't make sense. I don't get this. But you yield to the journey of God's training and he makes you fit 
for the call, for the invitation, then there's a choosing. There's a welcoming in and coming nearer to him. That's a powerful framework to think through, to say, oh, I'm invited. And so if I'm invited, there's a way I would ask, well, hey, what's the, what's the dress? Um, should I bring anything? Is there anything you want me to do? How does this work? What's the culture? How do I prepare myself? Lord, will you show me? Thank you. We become humbled. We become honored to be a part of the king's activity, especially those who had it all together in this parable and they decide not to come, but consider those who weren't worthy, really, those that they just found anyone that they can find, both good and bad, so that the wedding hall was filled with guests. Well, the Lord was in using this parable, I believe, saying that there's some people that were got too bougie for the invitation. They said, well, I got stuff that I got to do. I don't want to come. Not fit. But then to take those who weren't even worthy to be at the king's table, God invited them and they came. But this particular guy didn't have the wedding garments and um, he was cast out. So we think about for many are called, if you are chosen, changes the dynamics when we think of it as an invitation as opposed to a destination. Food for thought, things to wrestle through, things to think about. But I want you to begin to think if you're as you're as you think about your calling, think about an invitation of God and the character that you're to take to humble yourself before the king of the universe and to say, okay, whatever you have for me, I trust it. All right, friends, talk to you soon. Peace. Thank you for joining us on today's podcast. I hope this episode helped you learn more about your story and God's calling on your life. I also hope that you have been activated, cultivated, and empowered to become the ace you are called to be. Go and excel in the things you are called to do. Please subscribe to this podcast and become a monthly financial supporter of our podcast. If you haven't already, order a copy of Wrestling With Your Calling from our website, wrestlingwithyourcalling.com. Also, be on the lookout for new podcast episodes every week. On Tuesdays, there will be Dr. Conrad's insights on calling. And on Thursdays, you will hear new interviews from a variety of people who are wrestling with their calling. I hope you are encouraged today. Have a great rest of the day. Bye for now.